Hey guys, in this episode, I am joined by my good friend and fellow content creator at Vibe with Aid. Aid and I are going to be sharing our best tips and tricks on how you can save money and budget for music festivals. We're going to be covering a ton of topics throughout this interview, so let's just jump right into it. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you all so much for tuning in this week. How are you feeling? Genuinely, I am talking to you. How are you feeling? I know that shit has been extremely crazy lately. It's been really, really heavy. I know I've been feeling it and you know, I've been pretty vocal about this on social media, but I just want to send you guys lots of positivity and I hope that my content can be a distraction because I know there's a lot going on, but I want to keep this week's intro super short and sweet because Aiden and I talk about so much in today's episode. I'm going to give you a quick breakdown of everything we're going to cover, but for those of you who don't know, Aid is an incredible festi- festival content creator. Uh, she's a really good friend of mine, and we've collaborated a few times. I think she's our first guest that's been on three times. I think, yeah, it, it's amazing. Three times, yeah. She's been on in 2019, 2020, and now 2021. Super excited to have her. She knows so much about music festivals. We get a lot of the same questions, so I thought she'd be the perfect person to tackle this topic. And this is an episode that has been requested several times and I know that we don't have events right now but you know in preparation for things to come you know talk about saving money the perfect time to start is now so we're going to address a lot of stuff um, to help you guys get prepared for whenever music festival season begins so today's episode is structured by covering every single aspect about you know planning and budgeting for a music festival so I'm going to go in order we talk about everything from buying tickets Uh, She and I give you some tips on how you could potentially attend an event for free. We talk about booking travel, um, what transportation options are the best, how to save on accommodations, how to cut spending during the festival weekend, because that's definitely where you can like rack up your bills. Um, We also talk about camping festivals at the end. And then at the very end of the episode, we talk about how you can earn extra money because that's, you know, always good is to have an extra source of income. So you can have more spending money for these events. So that is everything you guys are in store for in this episode. Before I dive into the interview, you guys know the drill. Please, if you are enjoying this content, rate, review, subscribe. Um, We have a new YouTube channel, Rave Culture Cast, where you guys can watch the episodes. Um, And of course, you know, if you feel up to writing a review on iTunes, I always appreciate that. Uh, and all that fun stuff. So I want to jump into my affirmation of the week. This is a new segment I have been doing at the beginning of every podcast episode. Um, and affirmations are just something you can say out loud. You can write them down. But it's it's kind of just like putting something out into the universe and, you know, something you can reflect on. So today I specifically picked this one. So my affirmation of the week is the money I spend will always be replaced with more. The money I spend will always be replaced with more. This is something I've been telling myself a lot lately. I don't have the best like money mindset when it comes to certain things. I always like believed that, you know, I just wanted to do what I love and it's not really about the money, but I have learned to spend and not just save everything. It is important to spend your money in places that, you know, things that are valuable to your experiences. So 
Just keep in mind, again, say it out loud, write it down. The money I spend will always be replaced with more. There is always an opportunity to make money, to create abundance in your life. So just remember that going into this episode. So anyway, uh, you guys can connect with Aid at Vibe with Aid. She has an incredible YouTube channel. We are going to reference a couple of her own, you know, podcast episodes, Let's Let's Vibe podcast and her YouTube videos that she's done on camping. I'm going to link those in the show notes. Um, and yeah, and connect with her. She has a new mix out. It's amazing. So go check that out on SoundCloud. It's called Catch a Vibe 2. And with all that being said, I am just going to jump right into today's interview. So please join me in welcoming Vibe with Aid to the podcast. Okay, you guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast. We have a very familiar face in the house today, repeat offender. <laughs> uh, please join me, me in, literally, please join me welcoming <laughs> Vibe with Aid back to the podcast. Hello, thanks for having me again. <laughs> Happy to be back. <laughs> Yay, of course. We were just looking and this is Aid's third time on the podcast. She was one of like the first guests I did, I think probably back in 20, did I start? No, 2019 when I started this and then last year. So now we're, this is 2021. We're starting this off on a good note here, but I wanted to bring Aid on in particular because this is a topic we're going to talk about today that I feel like we both get questions about all the time. Um, and like, depending on how this year is going to go, I feel like we'll just jam pack this full of information in preparation for festival season, either this year, later in the year or next year. Um, so that's gonna be fun. But eight, before we jump into things, do you want to do a quick little intro to yourself, who you are, what you do, all that good stuff? Yeah, so my name's Aid. That's how you pronounce it. Sometimes people don't know. It's pronounced like lemonade. Um, my real name's Adriana, but I own Vibe with Aid, which is a music festival blog and YouTube channel about going to music festivals, um, vlogs, everything like that. And then I'm also on Instagram and TikTok. Um, but yeah, I met Emma through doing festival content and it's been really great. So we just, that's all I really do is just do that. And I work full time here in Austin, um, as a digital marketer. So kind of a lot going on always. Yeah. I was going to say absolutely, uh, killing it. And we're both very busy people also different setup right now. This is this the new podcast setup for you. <laughs> I think this is going to be the new setup. I think I like it with the lighting and stuff. I do want to get led strips back in the kitchen just to like Ooh, okay. light that up back there. But I yep. think I like the way that this is right now. Very cozy. Oh my God. So professional guys. Every time you see us, it's just a different glow up every time. Yeah. Right. New houses, new locations. <laughs> What's the latest with you though? Aid? I know you had a new mix come out. Like what do you have to plug right now? Do all those fun things. Yeah. So I did just come out with a mix. I've been DJing since quarantine. I came out with my first mix in September of last year. So I came out with one to end off 2020, start off 2021 on a good note. It's called Catch a Vibe 2. You can find it on SoundCloud um, and you can find it at the link of my bio on my Instagram and all that. So that has been my baby that just got released out and has been doing really well. Um, I also do a podcast. So I have Let's Vibe podcast. I just rebranded it. Um, I went crazy yesterday and just rebranded everything so with good. that. Yay. So I'm super excited about <laughs> that. And then, yeah, just been working a lot on TikTok. That's like my favorite thing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so those are like the things that are really like fueling me is like DJing. We might look into Twitch streaming is kind of what's going on soon. Ooh, yeah. Stay tuned for that. 
um, and some other like exciting career stuff going on. So lots to, lots to go on right now. So the mix is so good. I've listened to it like oh, four times you. at least. <laughs> right now, you know, it's so good. like good. I listen to it too. And that's like, I don't listen to my content, you guys. Like I don't watch YouTube <laughs> videos after it's posted. I don't listen to podcasts mm-hmm. after they get posted, but like my mixes, I will listen to those. And that's when, you know, like I was like, okay, damn, this is good. <laughs> Well, it's just, it's such a good mix. And like, I learned, like, I learned about so many new songs through you, but can you describe it a little bit? How did you approach this one differently from the first one? So this one, I really just combined a lot of songs that kind of spoke to like 2020. So like starting out with Unapologetic Mm -hmm. Raver by Green Velvet and Eli Brown, that's like a very 2020 song talking about like the time we're in with like the mass and Mm -hmm. social injustices and everything. So I really wanted to start out with that song. And then I had a playlist of songs. And then once you're in Serato, which is what I use to mix, it gives you the keys, which makes it easier to kind Mm -hmm. of like mix match, like have it flow a lot better. So I really wanted to tell a story. I also really like starting out more on a melodic house and then like kind of building up the energy. So that's Mm -hmm. what I found I really like. So that's kind of like how it went about. Um, But yeah, it was really fun to put together. I was able to put that one together a lot quicker than the first one. So we'll keep on seeing how many I'm going to turn out. I'm aiming to do like maybe one with the season, similar to like how Lane 8 does his mixtapes per season. I think that's like the perfect amount because I don't want to do too much like I want to yeah build the excitement you know and kind of keep oh some God. space between them <laughs> guys I'm so excited we were saying it's like so at electric forest <laughs> she's gonna play a fucking like I don't even know an RV In set the or something <laughs> I yes I, literally, I can't that's wait. honestly the goal if I could just play like in the campgrounds like <laughs> renegade sets like I just need to get mm-hmm. to that level and it'd be so fun I need to get like USBs ready and stuff <laughs> so funny I Matt, uh, Maddie was saying on the episode that we just did about like how people coming out of this like at raves and festivals and stuff she was like the glovers are going to be a million times better the hoopers are yep. going to be better the dj sets are going to be better because we've just had so much time to perfect our craft exactly <laughs> exactly and we'll have more money in our pockets hopefully this is true this is true (laughs) perfect transition such a professional (laughs) speaking of money let's just get into today's topic um okay so the structure for this episode you guys um so you know what we're doing I thought it'd be good to just literally break this into every single category so we are talking about how to budget for festival season money saving tips um so we're gonna do everything from purchasing your ticket uh I thought aid we could talk a little bit too about potentially how to attend events for free. We'll talk a little bit of tips of that. Um, And then the planning phase. So accommodations, travel, um, outfits and accessories. A couple of you guys sent in questions about how to save on that. So we'll definitely cover that. Um, Camping, we are going to cover as well. That is AIDS specialty. And then I definitely want to talk about when you're actually at the event, how to save money as well. Cause I know like that's where I tend to just like blow it. (laughs) So we can talk about like how to like rein yourself in a little bit and then some miscellaneous questions. Um, And yeah, you guys sent in questions on Facebook. So those are all just going to be intertwined into this whole thing. But do you want to start with any general tips or like, how do you approach booking festivals? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like I've always just been in like a like I want to go to this festival let's figure it out later kind of thing like Mm -hmm. I know which festivals I want to go to and then Mm -hmm. like we'll just kind of like make it happen somehow but I do kind of have like for the festivals that I'm more on the fence on it'll take me a little bit more time to figure out 
-hmm. but I think like, it's always good to just kind of have a mindset of, um, festivals that you for sure have to go to within that year. Like you will Mm -hmm. absolutely have so much FOMO. If you don't go, you'll be so upset. So you have those planned out. And then from there, you can kind of see, okay, what could I fill in? Could I fill in a festival? Or maybe I'll go Mm -hmm. to a show. If you are the type that just wants to have something going on all the time. Um, That's kind of how I approach it is like, what are those cannot miss events, which like typically for me is like electric forest, like that's Mm -hmm. like a cannot miss, like I always want to go to that. And for Emma, it's like EDC. And so um, that's kind of how I first approach it is figuring out what are those like can't miss events and then looking back at like how much those typically cost and then kind of working backwards from there, I guess, is probably where I start. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, I mean, it's difficult. You're going to approach this episode differently depending on where you live too. Obviously, we're going to Mm -hmm. talk a lot about the United States, but like if you live in California, you're more local to like a lot of the major festivals. So your spending is going to be different than people who are going to fly to everything. Um, But I feel the same as you. I try to do an even mix of the big ones that I know are like the biggest festival of the year for me. I'm going to spend a little bit more to like Izu is local to me. So Izu isn't that bad. Some Florida festivals I feel like aren't that bad money wise. But um, yeah, I would say at the very end, I want to talk about like not overdoing it, especially when festivals come back because I'm sure everybody's going to want to spend like crazy. Yeah. (laughs) um, Okay, so for tickets... Tickets are interesting. I feel like now we, there's just so many different ways to do it. I personally, I think in almost every circumstance have done a payment plan, except in the very, very beginning, I would buy EDC tickets like upfront and pay the whole thing. But the easiest way I would always recommend is doing the payment plan or like Insomniac always offers like the $10 deposit down like almost a year in advance. And then you're only paying 10 bucks for the next year. So that's amazing if you know that far in advance that you're gonna want to attend it (laughs) yeah that's how I feel with like some of those like I want to go to EDCO but like I did not get on the early bird plan because I'm just like Mm -hmm. oh I'll I'll wait but definitely recommend getting on the early bird pricing that's definitely the best way to save on that Mm -hmm. um and I definitely I think I almost always do payment plans unless I'm able to do it outright which sometimes I am it just depends on where I'm at financially but yeah. payment plans is great because then you have like a list of like where, like how much you're going to be paying and what dates. And then you can really like put mm-hmm. that into your own budget um, yeah. and account for that every month. Yeah, I agree. And I would be careful too, like if some people buy secondhand tickets or anything like that, I would just be careful because you just don't know if you can trust people unless it's through an official resale site. And I don't think I usually see reduced price tickets unless it's like very, very close to the event, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy your ticket outside an event and I wouldn't buy it through like a rando on Facebook because that could be bad. (laughs) 100%. And same thing with the wait list. Sometimes the prices are more like for Electric Forest on those wait list tickets, the price is more for a GA ticket sometimes. So um, sometimes you just have to be wary of that. But with the marketplace that they have for Electric Forest, that's a guaranteed ticket. But it is a little bit more expensive because I know I've gotten DMs right. being like, this GA ticket's like $900. And I'm like, okay, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I think they allow them to like mark whatever the price that they want. And if it's like the only wow. ticket available, like some people are willing to pay that. But um, sometimes I think that's it's just crazy. best for you to start budgeting and planning now so that when those early bird pricing does come or those payment plans do come up, you could just mm-hmm. automatically be ready to go and get on that payment plan. So you don't have to scramble for a ticket. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's pretty much everything. So 
we could chat a little bit about how to attend events for free. I feel like I want, I'm going to do like a whole separate video on this eventually, but I know yeah, a lot same. of, um, some people in the Facebook group were commenting, um, that they did ground control or something like that. So I was like, all right, let's just chat about it. Cause both Aid and I have had the privilege of attending a few events in 2019, um, for free in quotation marks. Nothing is ever free. It's always an exchange mm-hmm. of something, yep. but we could probably go down this list. I would say one way to, well, I just mentioned it. One way to do that is to actually work for the event. So whether you're medical ground control, you're volunteering at one of the vendor booths, um, you're a videographer, like whatever it could be, if you have some sort of skill that you're actually working, um, you're obviously working the event. So I do know that some of them have like downtime or they can go walk around for an hour before Mm -hmm. they have to like go back to ground control and things like that. But if you just want to attend the event so badly and you're not as much concerned about actually experiencing the whole thing as you would a fan, then I, I would say like maybe apply for some of those programs. Yeah. And you also get some like insider stuff too. I feel like sometimes like when you get mm-hmm. to work like for them and it also could be like a good resume it builder if you want to work in the festival industry or have an aspiration to. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best way you can find out about those opportunities is on their website. Or if you're following their social media, they'll sometimes make a call like we're looking for volunteers. So as long as you're following the social media or just going on their website, sometimes it'll say like volunteer for us, work with us, stuff like that. You'll, you might just have to do a little bit of digging, but sure. that's definitely, um, and you might have an application process and everything like that. But I've heard great things from people that do ground control, um, or people that volunteer with vendors and stuff. And so it's definitely a good way to get a ticket that way. Can you talk a little bit about working or going on behalf of a brand? You've had an experience with that for Electric Forest, right? Oh yeah. 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 So for <laughs> glow effects, well, they had just gifted it to me. Um, okay. and yeah, they gifted me a ticket for all the work that I had done with them. Um, and I did just, I ended up just doing like a meetup one of the days. So I guess I kind of went with them in that way that I hosted a meetup one of the days. Um, but for that, I had done content like throughout the year. And so they were like, we have two extra tickets if you'd like to go. And I was like, Oh, perfect. So yeah. Um, I already had my tickets, so I just sold my tickets on the wristband exchange um, for what I got it for face value and right. then was able to do that with them, which was cool because I think that was Electric Forest 2019 that that happened um, where I got those tickets covered, which was really great. Um, and that was through my own content, which was awesome. Yep. No, I was going to say, yeah, any, anything like that. I, I wrote this down. Coachella comes to mind. I haven't gone to Coachella yet, but just as an example, there, I feel like half the people who are influencers go on behalf of a brand and they have to post a certain amount or show up to a party or something like that. So that's obviously one way you could go for free if you're going on behalf of a brand. And again, it's an exchange for work. Aid and I fall under the category of covering an event as like a blogger or a festival vlogger, um, YouTuber, content creator, all of those things. You could even say like a writer, um, any of those like EDM news pages or websites that you guys follow, like a lot of their writers will be sent on behalf to cover it as well. But yeah, I think we both did the Imagine Music Festival, like ambassador program or influencer program, whatever it was called. And that was a similar thing. It was like, you know, if you're going to come here, Uh, you have X amount of content or X amount of vlogs you have to do to cover the event. And then you get that in exchange for a VIP ticket. So that was a nice weekend that we had all together. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good time. And then um, what Emma was talking about is like press passes. So I think Mm -hmm. you've had a press pass forever after, and Mm -hmm. I've had a couple of press passes. 
Um, that was through our own content, but you can also try to work with like the um, company she was talking about, like EDM train or like EDM maniac, mm-hmm. like they get press passes and stuff. You'd obviously have to connect with them and kind of show a portfolio and um, stuff like that. And even when you're applying for a press pass, like we fill out an application, we mm-hmm. show that we have like web traffic or that we have like YouTube traffic, stuff like that, so that they know that this is who they're getting exposed to and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is definitely a route. And that I think I got maybe like, I think I've gotten like three press passes. I was supposed to have a press pass to Buku this year with, or 2020, oh. which I was so sad about. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited about that. Um, but it definitely takes time. Like I've also just like applied to press passes and then I was mm-hmm. like, that I got them so you just never know um obviously have to do content in exchange for it so just be wary of that yeah yeah I was gonna say everything we kind of mentioned here no matter what stage you're at like if you want to be a content creator or you want to be a writer or you're a videographer and you want to work with an artist whatever it is like just keep doing what you're doing because you'd be surprised like Aid said that you don't have to have this huge following like um I think it was Cotton Candy who had given me advice she was like apply to some of the smaller festivals because you'd Mm -hmm. be surprised like they need help getting coverage and that I think that's like how I got ever after because it's a smaller festival in Canada so you never know I wouldn't shoot for EDC right out of the gate but like (laughs) (laughs) no those smaller ones for sure that was my first one I got a small Arizona one and Mm -hmm. then I'm now on their list so I just get all their press stuff and so I can just like send them an email whenever I want to be a part of it Mm -hmm. and then you can use that on your resume like oh I've covered these ones Right. Um, when you're applying for other ones too. Nice. Okay. And then the last one I have, um, which we both have experience, you can work with somebody like Pollen or some festivals. I know UBW does this. Some of yep. them have ambassador programs. Um, Electric Zoo has an ambassador program and you basically can sell tickets on their behalf. And if you sell enough tickets, you can attend for free. So I feel like that's probably one of the easier entries into doing this. Um, Pollen's a great program, but you, you've done that with Seismic, right? I think. Yeah. So all the Texas festivals that I've been to, I've been um, in this past year, I've been to just by selling enough tickets um, to get a ticket. So that's been for Freaky Deaky, for Ubby Dubby, Seismic Dance Event, Lights All Night, and Austin City Limits. So Mm. those I was able to all get, obviously have to do the work of promoting your code Mm -hmm. and doing content for that code to get people to sign up and pay through your code. Um, But especially if you're local to whatever festival, like you can do that pretty easily and accumulate those same thing with pollen. Like I'm sure Emma with Mm -hmm. electric zoo and all of that, when you're local to that, you're able to get a lot more for sure. And, um, a lot of them are switching to pollen, but then some of them still do have festival ambassador programs. So you just have to kind of also be looking into social media, look on their website, um, try and find contacts like that to get connected, um, to the right person. Sweet. Okay. I think, that was enough of the free stuff, you yeah. guys. These are just a couple <laughs> different ways you can do it. Um, so there are some ways. I definitely want to spend some time talking about the planning phase because this is a huge yeah. chunk of preparation for festivals. So um, we could talk about travel first. Again, it depends on how you're getting to an event. I pretty much fly to everything except for New York or New Jersey Instant, events. Yeah. yeah. And so I always say the earlier you book, the better, obviously flights are weird right now, but I track everything with Hopper, um, the app, and it just tells me when flights fluctuate. I think there are other websites like that. If you guys are driving, obviously split that between friends. Have you driven to a lot of festivals? 
Um, so when I was in Arizona, we did Coachella in Las and EDC Las Vegas or okay. beyond Wonderland. We drove to, um, and so, yeah, that was like splitting with gas. And then for forest, we fly in and we rent a car. And so we split mm-hmm. that, we split that cost too, as well. So that's not too bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, I mean, I, <clears throat> I wrote this down. This is my favorite. I'm a big fan of shuttle packages. I just feel like a lot of the times you can save on money as far as like a ride share versus a shuttle. If you're going to drive and park at an event, typically that's more affordable, but you obviously have to have a designated driver throughout the whole, throughout the whole weekend. But the shuttle packages we did for Imagine were not that expensive. I did shuttles for EDC for three years. And I think it was like 90 to hundred bucks for the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. And then I've done Ubers and like, they almost add up to that, if not more by the end more, of the yeah. weekend. So I would like, if they offer a shuttle, not only is it convenient, usually you can save money doing that too. Yeah, definitely. Um, also with the flight. So I use Southwest. That is like my mm-hmm. go-to airline and usually they're pretty good. It depends though. So you kind of have to plan for it if you want to go like early in the morning or like later or something like mm-hmm. that. I also have, and this is for people that can be a little bit more financially responsible. I have the Southwest credit card. So if you want to start out with a credit card, I'm not telling mm-hmm. you this. This is like unsolicited, like not official <laughs> advice. Um, but if you can be responsible with a credit card and you can pay it off, I don't want you guys to accumulate debt or anything, but I do mm-hmm. have the Southwest credit card and you can just start out doing groceries and gas on that and pay it off every month, but you can start accumulating Southwest points. And there's other credit cards that you can accumulate like miles on. Like I think you can do that with American Airlines too. But I think getting like a credit card also can help you build up those points. And so like, I have like over like a hundred thousand in like flight points for Southwest. Wow, yeah. So like, I'm pretty stoked for when festivals come back. Cause I can just use that, those points for that. But that's definitely something that I used. I've used that for festivals before, like using points for a flight or using like a voucher for a flight or something like that. So that's typically what I do. I also look through um, Google flights. That's how I track my flights too. Okay. Um, I've tried out Hopper, but I, I don't know why. I don't know if there was something I didn't like about it, but I don't, it's annoying. I don't, the com- notifications are annoying as fuck. I think that, I think <laughs> that's what it was. I can't do notifications. So I just like, I think I turned it off or deleted it. And then I do Google flights because you can still track it and it just sends you an email. And I think I prefer okay. that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it really gives you like any deals or anything, but it does track if like a flight goes up or down or something. And then nice. you're able to track that way, but definitely like Emma said, the earlier you book, the better for sure. Yeah. And jumping ahead, since you brought up Southwest, they talking about like camping and saving money, they let you bring a second bag for yep. free, right? Yep. Second bag for free. So that is huge, especially for camping because in one um, suitcase, I'll bring like my stuff for the week or not the week, but the, for the festival, like all my clothes, mm-hmm. toiletries, everything all in one suitcase. And then in the other suitcase, that's where I put my tent and like tent stuff all in that suitcase. I have a packing video from Electric Forest up on my channel. And I think I also have one for Dirty Red Camp Out. I can't remember, but you can see that on my YouTube channel for all of that camping stuff when we get to that. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've nailed down. I'm definitely, I fly United a lot as well, but I don't remember. I don't know. I feel like the bag charges just can add up and that can like screw you because you forget that that's going to be added to everything else. But yeah, I think that's pretty much everything as far as flying. If you can drive to something and you guys are open for that and like you want to split. Oh, there is a question here from somebody. Kenzie asked, 
Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on getting the best deals for flights. I live in Oregon, so most big festivals require I fly a road trip. I would also love to hear your thoughts on how to save money on the weekend when it comes to transportation, Ubers or shuttles for price quality. And then of course, the different budget for hotels versus camping for Airbnb. So I think we answered the first portion. We could definitely move into accommodations, which is going to be yeah, hotels, Airbnbs. I think we'll mm-hmm. save camping for later, but I don't know. How yeah. do you feel about accommodations how do you book those usually we usually check both of them and see what's like the better bang for the buck I guess so like Mm -hmm. for hotels I definitely look through Expedia um that's always what we look through and then Airbnb is Airbnb and um definitely staying with the group most of the time so Mm -hmm. however many people that's however many people you factor in Um, and you also want to take into account, um, location. So if you have a shuttle, like if the shuttle stop is at the hotel, sometimes they have deals at that hotel. If you stay there, um, like they'll do like a hotel shuttle package. So you stay at that hotel and then you get a discount on the rooms or something as well as your shuttle pass included. I think that's sometimes better. I think for Imagine, we stayed at the hotel next to it because it ended Mm -hmm. up being cheaper just to stay at the hotel next to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think we did it that way, but um, that also is dependent on that. So if you want to stay close to the shuttle um, or however far away you're going to be from a venue is how much you might pay an Uber or how much you might Mm -hmm. drive. So sometimes it might be better to pay a little bit more just so that you can walk to and from the festival or you don't have to take as long of an Uber to get there. So sometimes like, I know I've had groups in um, brave fans where they're like, no, like let's stay at this really super cheap hotel. That's super sketchy, but it's like 30 minutes away. (laughs) And I'm like, we're going to pay so much in Ubers or like, is anyone going to be willing to drive? I don't think so. So like, Mm -hmm. let's save the money and like say a little bit closer. Yeah. 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 Um, And so that's definitely something to factor in. Um, And of course, look at reviews and stuff like that, just to make sure Mm -hmm. like you're not staying some sketchy place or like someplace that's going to be like unsafe and stuff. Um, Especially if you don't know the area too, that's always something that I try and ask friends around or like look at the reviews and stuff like that. Because sometimes these locations are like in really sketchy parts of these places, like of these cities. (laughs) Yeah. So it can be a little bit um, scary, but I think I can go either way, depending on where we're at to do like Airbnb Mm -hmm. or hotel. It just depends on the pricing. I imagine post COVID, it's going to be a little bit more expensive for Airbnbs because their cleaning fees are like ridiculous right now. Oh, are they really? Oh, geez. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I would also recommend. um, I've heard a lot of the times I I try to do this, but book a super host too, especially for a festival weekend because you have people say there's like a less chance of them canceling on you if they're a super host Mm -hmm. because they have better reviews and stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm repeat everything Aid said, stay with a group if you can. I, I use booking.com a lot. I know I've heard like mixed reviews because I've said this a lot, but I like booking because a lot of the times you can put down a small deposit or no deposit at all. And they hold your room and you pay when you get there. So that kind of like allows you time to save more money. And then you're not freaking out about not having a room. Like you can book it well in advance and like not be worried about it. Um, And then depending on where the event is, so like EDC Las Vegas in particular, you have a million and one accommodations to choose from. And I would say the same thing Aid said. I I say that the Luxor three years in a row because that's known as like a more affordable hotel. And we always got such good deals on that. And the rooms were totally fine. But that is much further away from EDC than say 
the Stratosphere, which is also an affordable hotel, which is at the very top of the strip and it is way closer. So I know a lot of people do Airbnb for EDC and stay like much closer to the event. But yeah, factor in all those things um, if you can, and then definitely take advantage of booking far in advance or like Aid said, a lot of websites like for the festivals will have recommended hotels or like sometimes they'll do deals. I think it was for Ever After did that um, because they had shuttle packages from specific hotels. And I can't remember if ABW was doing that, but there was another festival that was doing something Yeah, ABW typically does and Freaky Deaky typically does too. I did an Airbnb for EDC. Now that I remember it, it was, um, that was like the cheapest I've ever done. I think anything. Cause it was like, we stayed in a room. It was kind of tight. It was just like <laughs> me, three other people in this one room out of a house. So they rented out the rooms in their house, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. Cause we were staying with like other ravers and, um, the, the parents or the family, they were staying there and they had this really cute dog. I digress, yeah. but that was like, I think it was $50 for me to stay there for oh that entire weekend. So we did that. And then we, um, my friend Steph was willing to drive. So we got the premier parking pass, which I think was a hundred dollars. And so then that split wow. between four of us was 25. So then yeah. like that was all under a hundred dollars for me for EDC weekend. And I was like, this is perfect. That was 2018. Amazing. So that worked Damn. out kind of well that year. Um, yeah. Like I did EDC basically for like 500, 600 for like w- without the stuff, like the, cl- the outfits yeah. and at the festival and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. with that, you can also like save on buying groceries and stuff when you do the Airbnb route too. Yeah. That was my last note about accommodations kind of falls in. Uh, we, we started doing that at the end of EDC. Um, we would order the groceries in advance and like literally somebody would drop them off right at the hotel. We yeah, would like run so out nice. and meet them. And it was like, it, I mean, it depends on your personality, right? Like there are some people who are going to have a very strict budget. I'm a little bit more like when I get to the location, I do want to enjoy myself when I'm there. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, but the grocery has allowed us to order liquor in advance so we could pregame in the room. And then we got any sort of chasers. We got breakfast or like snacks. So we were typically eating maybe we would go to like a Starbucks and get a coffee for breakfast. We would eat snacks in the room for lunch and then we would do one big meal before the festival. So that's like one way to save your money. So you're not buying out like every single meal three times a day all weekend. Yeah, definitely. I think when we stayed at Imagine, we stopped by the grocery store, Mm -hmm. didn't we? I think we went to the grocery store and we like grabbed snacks and like, even though we were staying at a hotel, so you're a little bit limited, like you can't make anything. But you could grab like even if they have a microwave, you could grab some like frozen meals and stuff if you need to like Mm -hmm. totally make it work protein bars, that kind of stuff you can definitely get for the hotel or Airbnb or something. Yep. I think we did that forever after too. We went to like, we did a liquor store run, we got a case of waters, we got like fruit and stuff like that. So that we really were just eating like a big meal before and then like maybe a snack at the festival. But yeah, try and work all of that into your accommodations. Um, what else? Planning phases. We I had some questions about international travel, which is hard because I don't think you've traveled internationally, right? Yeah. So we both haven't done the international festival ring yet, but I would say the same things for flights, probably just like track that stuff. I know when you're in, say it's an event in Europe. I know when you're there, it's much cheaper to travel around when you're mm-hmm. in Europe. Um, so all my recommendations here would be like 
go on social media, go in Facebook groups, um, talk to people in the community because there are so many people who have done this who would probably recommend like take this bus route or take this train, especially for Tomorrowland. Um, my friends have done a couple times. They're like fly into this airport and just take a train. It's cheaper than buying the package on Tomorrowland's website, like whatever it is. So I would say yeah. get in Facebook groups or like Reddit and start to ask around if you guys are going to do international travel as well. We got a fun category next. Let's talk about outfits and accessories. Ooh. Ooh, yes. <laughs> I feel like this is where I can rack up the bill real quick, but we did have yep. a question. Um, so Wilson said, how do you save money on festival outfits yet still get them ethically as ethically sourced as possible? <laughs> Tough because so I would say Aiden and I like even in these past like few years have gotten way more into like the smaller brands and like supporting small businesses in the Raven Festival community. So that sometimes obviously comes with a higher price tag on them because it's like literally could be one woman or one man running this company by themselves with like one other person working with them. That's literally how small some of these businesses are. So obviously it costs more to make everything because it's not fast fashion. Mm -hmm. However, I wrote this down. I feel like there are always deals, like so many deals these shops do, especially with the holidays just passed, but yeah, million and one coupon codes out there. There's so many festival ambassadors for all these different brands. Like I'm the worst. Anytime I go to buy something, I click on all of your profiles. I'm like, who has a code? Who has a code? <laughs> I'm like, Aid, what's your code for Ray with me? Yeah. And yeah. I just do my digging. But um, I would say just like, honestly, wait for sales. If, if you're like, really, you really want to buy from a smaller business and you're like, eh, it's just a little bit out of my budget um they do deals a lot of the time I know we miss a lot of big holidays but what would you say about uh shopping small yeah I would say shop small um but you can also like sometimes um go thrifting and sometimes you might find something mm. for thrift I even found like it closed sadly because of COVID but there was a boutique here in Austin that was like very like rave-y but I don't think that like they were meant to be a rave store they just happened to have stuff that was like yeah. really good for festivals really good for raves so sometimes you might even find some a store like that where you can go somewhere and you don't have to worry about like um packaging and that kind of stuff um if you're worried about that like in, if you're trying to be more sustainable in that way mm -hmm. and then there's also like you can buy from other ravers and stuff. There's always like closet pages. There's um, Depop, yep. stuff like that, where you're able to buy it that way. But my main recommendation always is just you don't have to buy an outfit for every single mm -hmm. event. And I'm really, <laughs> really trying to instill this in like a lot of people. <laughs> But just because you see other creators who are able to afford to do an outfit for every single event, or they're doing tons of different outfits for every single post does not mean you have to do the same. I have a lot of basics. I've been accumulating a lot of basics and that's my kind of thing. When I go and buy something, I try to buy something that I know can get different types of wares at it. So mm -hmm it's a black bodysuit, I can pair that with a different skirt I have. I can pair that with different pants, like stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I definitely think just like try and find different ways to wear what you already have. And then if, if you happen to think like, oh, I could really use like this cute accessory, then go find that or budget for that. Or if there's like a cute skirt that you could add on to it, something like that. Um, you just kind of have to get a little bit more crafty and it might be hard because you see that outfit as like what you already wore it as, but I 
bet you could find new ways to wear it too. Yeah. And I was literally just thinking like one, 100% agree with everything Ada said. And the other thing is like a lot of these like influencers or content creators are sent outfits for free. So do not yes. compare yourselves to that. They're not spending crazy money on it because they're either an affiliate or they're being sent things for free. So that's why they have a new outfit and like every single picture, but I've reworn stuff so many times. Like I have one bodysuit in particular that I love, um, from black milk clothing that I wore to EDC mm-hmm. Las Vegas. Then I wore it to ever after. Um, and same thing, like just mix and match pieces, layer things on top of them. What aid said, buy secondhand clothes, thrift. I wrote DIY your own stuff. Like, hello. That's one of the best things you can do, especially yeah. in like the raving community. Like I miss the days of rave bras. I was, I had so much fun <laughs> bedazzling rave bras. I, <laughs> like it was just, the best. I think I just missed that. I just missed after. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have so many, like literally sitting at home in my closet. I should like do that in a video one time that I oh never God, wore. I so like fun. wore one or two, but yeah, DIY your own stuff. Glitter goddess. Um, I know like literally goes to the dollar store and makes like insane crowns you can see them in her like makeup videos like she makes her own accessories which is such a good way to go as well um swap outfits with friends I would say like there's been so many times I've wanted to like text aid and be like can you just send me that accessory (laughs) that you have and then I'll send it back to you um yeah what else do I have on here I would say okay I want to talk about shoes really quickly as well because to me hands down like do not waste your money on shoes wear shoes you already own shoes that you don't mind getting dirty because they get destroyed and same thing like you might see people on social media wearing these like huge platforms or like really nice fancy shoes again it's like for the show I feel like I just started getting into shoes but I just it's a waste of money you don't need to do it (laughs) they take them off by the end of the night like they're off within 10 minutes of being at the festival and then they're carrying them the rest of the time (laughs) exactly um I I have made an investment in one pair of shoes and that is Doc Martens so if you are looking Mm -hmm. for to invest in like a solid pair of shoes I would recommend Doc Martens but they do take time to break in they yep. do hurt like a bitch when you're trying to break them in. <laughs> um, but otherwise, yeah, to Emma's point, like before I was just wearing like Vans, Converse, mm-hmm. like shoes that were already like torn up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. I do also like the Festy Bestie boots. Those are also pr- pretty solid ones I was just too. thinking that, yeah. Um, those are like, those are the two that I really rotate between. I don't think I've worn really anything else besides like those two boots really now that I think about it. Yeah, bestie bestie is good combat yeah, boots can, are good yeah yeah but you can definitely save your money on like the big platforms and stuff like for sure if you want them for at-home photo shoots great but at festivals they're just gonna get put in a locker or you're just gonna carry yeah. them around the whole night <laughs> right and to your point what you just said like I, I think that's what I did too like if you want to invest in one pair that you'll wear to everything like that I wore these like silver combat boots to I don't even know how many festivals and like now they're starting yeah. to get holes so I'm going to switch to the festy bestie combat boots I bought but re- if you want to buy one and then like rewear them to death and I- I've down for like accessories the good thing is there are some accessory companies that are really affordable like we love nomad candy and Brits blossoms and there's kitty kitty couture and so many other affordable places and I love wigs from Amazon. I've done videos on it. They're like under $40. So if you're into wigs, you can get stuff on Amazon. But I think that's all I had for the outfits and accessories section. Anything else on that? I had also to like mix together 
to answer this question, like in a long roundabout way, mix together higher end pieces and like lower end pieces or things that are like a staple item. Like I feel like all of us have a pair of biker shorts or a pair of fishnets or something like that, that maybe if you just want a top from a company that from a smaller business, or maybe you want to buy a bodysuit from a smaller business, and then you accessorize it with stuff that's more affordable. That's a good way to go too. Yeah. I think I do have one more thing about outfits and accessories. I just thought about, I know Mm -hmm. it can feel overwhelming, especially when shops are always coming out with these collections. They make it seem like they're never going to return again, like that you have to Mm -hmm. act right away. Um, I practice something called delayed gratification. And so sometimes these brands, they'll post teasers, right? They'll be like shop update. This is what's going to be in it. Like I see it, I get really excited. And then I'm like, okay, if it's still there in a couple of days, like even after it's gone on sale, then it might meant to, it might be meant to be and I'll get it. But I kind of like wait it out and wait mm-hmm. a couple of days to make sure that I really want it. And I really want to spend my money on it because before I used to be like, oh my God, I'm going to get that right away right now, right now. And then I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, wait, why did I just buy that? You know, like I did not have the money to buy that. <laughs> yep. Um. And so definitely just like, I know it can feel like, you have to act immediately. But most of the time, these brands will come back with a piece, like they'll do it. And sometimes it'll be like in a Black Friday sale, like Ray with me, Hente, mm-hmm. she always comes back with her old styles and old patterns and stuff like that. Yeah. So I know it can feel immediate, but just like, take a deep breath and think <laughs> like, is this in my budget? Does this fit in my budget? And maybe also think about like, maybe once every three months you treat yourself and that feels so much better because you save your hard earned money. And then you treat yourself to this outfit you've really been wanting or something or four months, five months, whatever you can afford. Um, I haven't really been buying any outfits. I don't remember the last outfit I actually bought because I've just like been trying to save money. So I've just been yeah. delaying gratification. Oh, it was the Daisy J dreams butterfly set. That was the last one I bought, cute. but before that, Yeah, it was a while since I bought some. So I try and practice that. I hope it helps. Um, But I know it can be hard because these because the brand they're trying to get you to buy and they do a really Mm -hmm. good job at it. (laughs) And they come out with such cute stuff. No, I 100% agree with you. Oh my god, the amount of times and I know this happens that I've bought something from Elsie and Fred. And then literally three months later, it's on sale. I've told you this. I'm like, I know they do this. If you just wait it out, like if you don't care that it's not the newest like collection, wait it out because it will go on sale within like a couple months (laughs) and then you're going to be kicking yourself. (laughs) Um, Okay. The next section I had is the weekend of the event. So let's talk about some money saving tips when you, all right, you've done all this preparation, you know, you've tried to save on your hotels, your flights, all that fun stuff. But now, okay. It's like weekend of you're already there either just like enjoying activities around it or at the festival itself. I know like, again, it depends on who you are, I like to leave extra room in my budget because I don't want to feel the whole weekend like, oh, I can't go eat in this like nice restaurant in Vegas because my budget is too tight or like I can't have that like third cocktail because (laughs) it's over budget or whatever. (laughs) Like I want to have wiggle room to enjoy myself. But um, I think like right out the gate, if you do choose to drink at events, that is an easy way to rack up your credit card bill, obviously. So you know, drink responsibly, pregame a little bit before, don't go too crazy. It will like bite you in the ass. But if you want to buzz, you can get shots or get beers. Sometimes that might be more affordable than like a Red Bull cocktail, which is probably going to be like $18. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's insane. I feel like it's hard to like actually get a buzz in an event without spending like $100. 
Yeah, I, there was a time where I just was not drinking at festivals, even I started going to them right before I turned 21. But even after I turned 21, like I really don't spend the money. Like I spend money on lemonade, which I know can get expensive, but that's like my lemonade budget. (laughs) (laughs) I always have to get a lemonade, but um, yeah, I really try not to drink because they can get so expensive, but in shameless plug here, if they have beatbox, Mm -hmm. Get a beatbox. One of those, one of those is like what, twelve, fifteen dollars at a festival typically, but it gets the job. You're good after that. (laughs) You're good after one. I promise you. They sold out of them. (laughs) And imagine music festival pretty much because age shoved four in her fucking pocket. No, I'm kidding. We we literally drank so many of them. They're 11% alcohol though. Yes. Shameless. Yeah. Plug. But no, shameless seriously. Plug. You, Use if code you want to get fucked up quick. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Um, um, no, that's always a good one. But what about like, um, we could talk about food too. Like how do you approach eating at an event? Yeah. So I'm similar to you, Emma. Like I really try to budget outside of my life so that I can like really enjoy food there too. But Mm -hmm. I do, it's important to eat you guys. I will not stress that enough. Like Mm -hmm. you need to eat something while you're at the festival, please. Like, and it will enhance any experience that you are partaking in. I promise Mm -hmm. you, um, having a full belly will just be good and it'll give you energy good energy all night. So Mm -hmm. just try and find what's cheapest and maybe try and split with a friend um, on the food. But I think it's important to try and have a good meal before, good meal after, good meal during, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. So you're staying fueled and everything like that. Um, So like, if you do have the money, I try and get like, uh, depending on where the venue is, like at Electric Forest, Mm -hmm. they have so many good vendors. So I try and like budget for that kind of food. But then if it's like at an EDC, I'll just usually get like chicken tenders or like fries or something like that. Right, right. But yeah, if you need more split with a friend, you can also try and sneak in food if you don't want Mm -hmm. to buy food there. Um, I know for some people, if you're diabetic, you're allowed to bring in food, I think, because, um, you're diabetic, you might, yeah, yeah, you need to keep your sugar up, but it, it just depends on that. But Mm -hmm. I think if you're worried about not being able to pay for food inside of the gates, definitely maybe try and sneak in a protein bar or something like that. So you have Mm -hmm. something to at least eat there. Yeah, I agree. I, I've definitely brought in protein bars. I always sneak candy into, I like love my lollipops and yep. all that shit. I sneak <laughs> that in my, my lunchbox all the time, yep. but um, I would agree with you. And again, it depends on where you want to spend your money, like at Electric Zoo in particular, like the food is so good there. A lot of the festivals have really good food trucks and things like that. So again, mm-hmm. you know, you, you want to try like some of the food that they're going to have there. Um, it's probably different with camping. We'll probably talk about that like right next, but how yeah. do you handle eating when you're camping? Um, so you're able to go to like a grocery store before and just like stock up on snacks or that's what I recommend go to a grocery Mm -hmm. store before, um, stock up on food and snacks, try and get like stuff like protein bars, nuts. Um, if you have a full camping, like cooking setup, more power to you. Cause I've seen people do pancakes, Mm -hmm. like full stir fry meals and stuff. But um, since I fly in from out of state, that's typically not ideal. So we usually try and get like fruits, like stuff that won't really go bad. And that could be in a cooler, but it's usually just like little snacky type things. And then Mm -hmm. um, in the campgrounds at Electric Forest, they do have food there. So typically we would try and just maybe have breakfast at our campsite with like bananas, toast, but like bread with peanut butter or something Mm -hmm. on it. 
um, nuts or something. Fire Festival? You're eating cheese. I know. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) And then um, we might grab like lunch at in the campgrounds or something, or we'll make like a PB and J or something and just have that there. And then I would have one big meal inside at the festival typically. Um, okay. and plan for that. That can usually be between 10 to $20. So if you're, and that can go for any festival, really, like you're looking at like maybe 10 per day, at mm-hmm. least 10, I would budget for per day, depending on where you're going. Um, at least account for maybe 10 to 20 for food, probably. Right. Yeah. I feel like that's a good safe bet. Yep. I think so. Cause we actually, so we had a question from Fernando. He said, how much should you budget to get through the weekend at a festival? And like, obviously I'm going to say accommodation, like accommodations travel aside. I think I would, I like to bring cash with me because I know if I start swiping my credit card or start like tapping the wristband, it's going to add up really quick. I, I feel like I typically bring like 80 bucks in cash each day to the festival. Some days I don't spend that. And then like some days I might, Um, but usually I don't go through that because one water is free. 1000% Mm -hmm. bring a hydration pack. You're going to need that. Stop Um, spending money on water. (laughs) Yeah. Like absolutely no need to like blow your money on water. If you can bring a hydration pack. Um, and then I will spend that money. Yeah. On like food snacks, or if I'm going to like buy merch or whatever else I want to do, like drinks, anything like that, 7D lemonades, all of that stuff that you want to like factor into your weekend. But it depends. I, I know people would need to factor in more money if they plan on eating or drinking more each day of the festival. But I think that's kind of like the main stuff. And I, I also had on here, obviously, plan your transportation in, in advance. We kind of talked about that. But the way you could like kind of screw yourself is if you aren't like really thinking about ride share and you then hit those surge prices throughout the weekend when you leave and like the prime traffic and then especially EDC Las Vegas, you see it's like $120 for an Uber ride. So definitely think about your transportation beforehand. So you're not like in the middle of the weekend stranded at the event trying to get home in the middle of surge pricing. Not good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if you're taking Ubers and ride shares, it might be worth it just to leave that extra 10 minutes early mm-hmm. and get an extra head start. It might suck depending on who like the last set is, but if you really yep. care about getting home at a good time and getting in your bed and showered mm-hmm. at a good time, it might be worth it just to leave those 10 to 15 minutes extra early just to get a head start from people. Yep, I totally agree. And I feel like transition- this is being festival one-on-one again. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like so weird. It's like making Taking you guys like, to class. <laughs> we're trying, we're like getting through this. We're trying to make these as informative as possible. Um, yeah. The next one, like going right into it, we kind of already touched a little bit, but camping. Do you feel like, because I just, but what did I buy camping to? Yeah, Electric Forest. And I forget if I bought, was buying something else. Maybe I was looking at camping tickets. Oh, I was looking at EDC campgrounds to compare oh. the prices. But do you think it's, more affordable to stay a campground or a hotel if it's offered oh i, I feel like really the campground tickets are expensive sometimes <laughs> um well it's campgrounds and well like for electric forest campgrounds and your ticket are included in one okay so like that's one price i think like for imagine i think it was separate and it looked like it was more expensive to do camping versus a hotel mm-hmm. i want to say but forest, like a lot of people, like for forest camp, everyone camps kind of thing. So it's like, yeah. you kind of feel like you have to do it. Like you can stay at a hotel. I don't know the price differentiation for that. Cause I've never done it. I would have to ask my friend Abner who's done it mm-hmm. um, to kind of compare. Cause like you can also do the hotel, which I don't know how much it is per night, 
but then you have the cost of like your ticket, but then also all the equipment and stuff that you're buying or like food that you're getting and stuff. So I would have to compare the pricing between the two, but I know like in for Coachella, let's for that one, that's a good example staying at an Airbnb and hotel can be a lot more expensive Mm -hmm. than camping because camping you're splitting. I can't remember off the top of my head. I have it listed somewhere. Um, camping, you're splitting a car space between five people up to five Mm -hmm. people. And that can be a lot cheaper. And then all the equipment and stuff compared to staying in an Airbnb or hotel near Coachella during that time can get really expensive. Yeah. Um, So it really just depends. That's another thing. You might just have to take a quick price comparison between like a hotel, Airbnb or camping. Mm -hmm. But I think camping is also just a lot better because you're right there on the grounds. You can just Mm -hmm. walk straight into the festival. Um, And that is something that you'd have to take into account. If you do a hotel, Airbnb, you're going to have to either drive to the venue, take an Uber and those can get expensive too, or do a shuttle. Mm -hmm. Um, So you might just have to do a price comparison that way, but being able to stay on the campgrounds means you can control when you go to the festival, you don't have to Mm -hmm. worry about shuttles or Ubers or anything like that. You're more in control that way. Yeah. Um, is probably, so I typically, if there's camping, I'm more than likely willing to do it. I think just for imagine it was cheaper for us or like we were flying in for a quick weekend basically. So we just thought, we just decided not to do Uh, camping. It was like in a parking lot in the Atlanta heat. That's a hell to the no, no for me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It depends. Electric forest is like the magic of the forest, but like, yeah, there's some camping that I'm like, man, I'm good on that. But question from Nicole, how do you, what's the best way to split payments with a group if you guys are camping between like products, camping passes, gear, food, et cetera? So sometimes for that, um, sometimes uh, one person's going to be in charge of like the car, the gas, like, or whatever, Mm -hmm. like some that one person might be in charge of that, whether they're renting the car or they own the car and they handle the gas. Right. Um, And then camp supplies, maybe one person orders that we kind of all like kind of split it. And then Mm -hmm. if it ends up kind of being like, oh, it kind of like balances out then we kind of don't split payments. But Mm -hmm. if it ends up being like, okay, someone paid a little bit more then we might divvy it up that way. But it might be better to have one person be in charge of that. And then at the end of the weekend, you guys kind of all split it that way. Um, if you're able to, if someone's able to kind of like put it all in their card on their credit card or something like that, and then they're able to like split the payments that way, I think that's what works best. That's typically how it's been for me. Like with camping supplies, we kind of like would put a list together and also like someone might be in charge of getting like the overhead tents or Mm -hmm. the tarps and like, it might just come out to where we all kind of put our own portion in together. Yeah. So we don't end up splitting the payment. So kind of just have to price things out and see who in your group is willing to kind of front the bill for some certain things. Like for the car, like if you're running a car, someone's going to have to put a credit card down or something also have to be 25. Some places you can be under 25 or is it 26? Okay. I think it's 26 Okay. or 25. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> but someone might have to put their card down for that. And so then you would send them their payment later, or you might just wait till the end of the weekend, because if people are buying food for each other, like whatever, like things might get subtracted that way too. Yeah. And I would say too, I mean, I haven't done this yet, but if you take advantage, so it depends on your group. Like if you have a rate fam and you're all 
from all over in the country and say like electric force again as an example say you have local friends like they should definitely take care of coolers and maybe the tents and like bringing some of those bigger things because maybe they already have them and they can take them home with them or again they're local maybe they're driving and then the people flying can rent the car like they can cover something else so I would definitely like use your resources as best as possible um and then aid was great with she has like a ton of stuff on you know camping essentials and things like that and I think there's a lot on Amazon I was looking at um, like more compact tents and sleeping bags mm-hmm. and like trying to save in different ways there. Um, what else? I you think- can also um, yeah, go ahead. do, you can do an online order at Walmart. So that is what I recommend for people going to electric forest. Um, you can also do this with any camping festival if they have like a Walmart nearby. Um, you can do a pickup order. And so this is what we do for forest because there are only two big Walmarts on the way to electric forest. And so everyone knows that they go to those Walmarts. Mm-hmm. So if you do an online order for say like your tarps, your, um, the big oversized tents that go over the canopies, mm-hmm. um, cooler stuff like that, you'll be able to pick it up and have it there ready for you, which is great. And then you pay that ahead of time. So then you already have that price like locked in basically if someone's willing to like pay that and then you can get split payments that way. Um, But that is a good way to just make sure you guys have all your supplies already ordered because they will be wiped out, especially if you get there on Thursday versus like an early arrival day, Walmart Mm -hmm. gets pretty wiped out. Um, And then you can just worry about getting your food and drinks and stuff like that when you're at Walmart. Um, but I'm pretty sure that could be similar for any other camping festival. If you have a, like a large grocery store or something like that, where you're able to order ahead of time, um, could be really helpful. Helpful. Okay, sweet. All right. I think there's just one last section here. I know we're like coming up on an hour here, so we'll get through this one quickly, but somebody asked an interesting question at it's Juan Rivera said, what shouldn't you budget on or how do you spend money where it counts? And one thing that I was thinking about that I feel like applies pretty much directly to EDC and like ultra Miami one way you can easily rack up what you're spending is nightclubs, pre-parties and after parties. Like you can easily spend a hundred dollars on one event in Miami, let alone going to multiple throughout the whole weekend. And same for Vegas, like nightclub entry, bottle service, all those things are like additional things that aren't necessary to a festival weekend. They are fun to do, but I would say that type of stuff, either like pick one or two that you really want to attend and like buy a ticket as soon as it gets announced because they usually sell them in tiers and it goes up in pricing. Um, Find a promoter, especially in Vegas. There are so many easy ways to get into an event for free. Um, So many different ways if you have like, especially if you're a full group of girls. But I would say be careful with blowing your money on like activities outside of the event because that could easily rack up in some of those like party cities. I wanted to touch on this last section. I have like, talking about kind of the reverse. Cause I feel like a lot recently, a lot more recently I've been getting into more of like, if I really want to do something, I feel like I should find the money to pay for it because I feel like you should be able to do what you want to do in this world. And so if you guys want extra spending money, or if you want to feel like you can spend a little bit more and not really worry about money the weekend that you're away, I would say start picking up new ways to make money now, definitely start planning in advance. So whether it's like picking up extra shifts at work, finding a side hustle, you can monetize babysitting, doing extra freelancing work, like whatever your skills are. And you, if you could start a second 
um, income, investing money, whatever it is, like have multiple sources of income is like extremely helpful in general. But if you guys want to spend money, then definitely find a way to make money because then you won't feel as bad about, you know, doing that. And also we don't know when events are going to come back right now. So start saving now because we don't, we aren't traveling. We're at home. So if you're spending a lot right now, that's probably <laughs> not the best sign. <laughs> yeah. I think I have a video or a podcast episode on like ways to save more money. If you guys um, are curious about that, but I always just like sit down with my expenses and kind of just see like, what did I overspend on? Maybe you have like some app subscriptions that aren't even getting used on your phone. Mm -hmm. um, maybe you should just stop ordering food delivery and start making more dinners at home or lunches at home, even cutting back, say like one meal a day, or maybe you go and get Starbucks every day. Maybe you only get Starbucks on Fridays as like your treat or something. There's little ways that it can add up over time that you can save money. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really how I'm able to save money. Like Emma and I said that we do get to go to a lot of festivals for free, but I'm able to go to more festivals because I'm able to save money to account for that travel. Mm -hmm. I can get a lot of free festival tickets, but if I can't pay for that travel, then I can't yeah. go, you know? So um, definitely just try and sit down with your budget, sit down with your expenses. There are certain apps you can use like mint, um, and you need a budget and something else that I'm blanking on that can literally break down your spending. And you'll be able to see at a full level, like, Oh, I've spent this amount of money on white claws. Mm -hmm. Like maybe I should <laughs> cut back on that. Like yeah. Emma said, things aren't really happening right now. So you really could just take the time to save money where you can. Mm -hmm. um, and it can add up over time. You can also start a second savings account or there's certain apps where it'll take money out of like your checking and put it into like a rainy day fund. I think mm -hmm. Digit is one of them, but um, there's certain things like that where if you're not good about saving money, there are literally things that can help you save money automatically mm -hmm. and like platforms that can help you do that too. Yeah, for sure. And if you want to like start a little festival savings account or something like yeah. that and put money from each paycheck into it if you really want to do it that way and just like grow you know interest on it or something but mm -hmm. uh lastly I would say going into this year or 2022 whatever like obviously the boom of festivals when all of this is over like we're literally all going to want to go to every event we're going to want to just travel more in general and it's going to be hard to decide what is and isn't worth your money. And I would just say like, be careful and pace yourself because you don't want to overextend yourself or put yourself in a financial situation that, you know, you can't handle or go into like credit card debt just because you want to like have all of these experiences. So kind of what Aid said in the beginning, maybe pick the really, really big ones that have been on your bucket list for a while or some more local ones that you can get to that are more affordable um, and space things out. I'm going to feel the exact same way as you guys but even going into this year before everything happened I've looking back on it feel like I was probably overextending myself more than I should have been <laughs> yeah same <laughs> yeah <laughs> not good, definitely not uh but um okay any last uh words of wisdom here Aid, before we wrap it up no I don't lot. think so if you guys have any more questions you can always dm me or anything about that um we talked about a lot of good stuff honestly in here I feel like this is good <laughs> yeah I'm gonna grab a couple of your links um from like camping videos and any other podcast that you mentioned but yeah plug where everybody can find you and connect with you again yeah so my website is vibewithaid.com that is where all the blog content is and then I'm also on youtube vibe with aid youtube.com slash vibe with aid and then all my social media channels are at vibe with aid 
Beautiful. Thank you for coming back. I'm so yeah, excited to have you here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. If you guys enjoyed this, please go subscribe to Aid's channel. I was going to say, give this a thumbs up. What is this? Give this video subscribe, a thumbs up. rate, review, <laughs> smash that like button. Like button. Oh my God. Um, okay. Aid, hang tight. Everybody else, I will be back in a second with EDM News. Alrighty, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode, I know that was a ton of information thrown at you. I genuinely wanted this to be like as helpful as possible. On the YouTube channel, I break things into sections, so I timestamp them. So if you want to cut to specific sections, definitely recommend watching this on YouTube so you can cut into the different parts if you like only care about, you know, hotels or whatever. But anyway, I hope that was valuable. We love Aid. Please, please, please go show her some love and support. Check out her podcast, Let's Vibe Podcast. Give her a follow on YouTube and Instagram and on TikTok, all of those fun things. Um, and definitely check out her mix. It is so fucking fire. So super excited about everything she has going on. All right, I'm going to jump right into EDM news because I have so much. Last week, I didn't have a lot and it just has been building. So all right, I'm just going to knock these out. So Ubby Dubby, a couple announcements here. They had shared the map to their campground. So if any of you guys plan on attending that music festival, who fucking knows if it will happen at this point? I mean, I have tickets. I have no idea if it's happening. It will be a last minute send. If anything, I'm honestly like on the fence if I would even go to it. But anyway, they announced their campground so you can go see a map of how it all looks. They also announced um, two artists that were going to be on the lineup. One thing that, you know, was incredibly devastating was Io was on that lineup and I know I was very much looking forward to seeing him play so that was you know really upsetting that he's not on there but you know what they they had to pick somebody else and they had to replace him so I believe uh Gasly is a new artist on the lineup and then I think the other one was I think it's Ivu oh TV Boo I'm an idiot <laughs> TV Boo I read that wrong his logo is confusing I'm sorry um yeah TV Boo and Gasly are the newest uh, people to be added to the lineup so anyway that's it there um subsidy records we have dawn volume two is now out so that i included a bunch of my picks from that um compilation in my new music friday playlist it's a little bit more melodic a little bit more melodic bass dubstep uh, there's a new excision song on there all really great options. Um, I like that they curate their different compilations because night is definitely like much heavier bass. So I like that they mix it up and they have, you know, something for everybody. Um, in other news, I just have such random ones. So I'm just going to go through these. Duke Dumont announced on Twitter that he's going to be a dad. So congrats to Duke Dumont. That is super freaking exciting. Uh, and yeah, I'm really pumped for him. I can't wait for him. Um, what else? I wanted to read this article about Tomorrowland that I thought was super interesting. So this was, uh, I saw it on EDM Maniac site. It says Tomorrowland 2021 may return with a new vaccination strategy. So it says Tomorrowland has plans to forge ahead with the next, with the festival next year against all odds amidst the current lockdowns due to the coronavirus. This includes the potential for vaccination screenings and offsite rapid testing prior to entering the internationally renowned festival. For those who can receive the vaccine in time, that's positive news if it allows the festival to proceed. Uh, Belgian, Belgian officials and experts are also currently considering a single-dose vaccination strategy as opposed to the two-part vaccine that is currently being used. Um, using the two-dose strategy may take as late as May to distribute to those that are 65+. plus. 
using a single dose will reach more people faster, meaning that by next summer, the majority of Belgian residents will have received the vaccine. Who freaking knows what that means for international travel, though, because that's a huge festival that people fly into. So, you know, whatever. We all know at this point that everything is literally a guess and anything is on the table. But it's one thing if Belgian residents can attend Tomorrowland. And it's another thing if they're going to welcome travelers from all over the world, let alone the United States. So that's going to be very interesting. I wonder if it's not going to be as many international people and more local but they have a huge festival to fill so I don't know really know how that would work but um I will monitor that situation and keep you guys updated in other news I wanted to keep you guys posted on a situation happening with snails some of you might already be aware of this I know there have been allegations against him in the past this is not a new thing um allegations of sexual assault and misconduct against snails he finally addressed it on social media it's on twitter his response um you know, basically saying that it's against his character and he never did these things and blah, blah, blah. And then a few artists were commenting their support. So there were definitely people who know him who were saying like, this is not like his behavior. He doesn't drink or do or he doesn't do do drugs. I think they were saying. Um, But on the flip side, there are a lot of people that are sharing their experiences with him that completely contradict what he said. And I know there's a page on Instagram called Evidence Against Snails that details some of these stories. So again, it's just one of those like really fucking unfortunate things that you just don't know who to believe in this situation. But there are a lot of people that have come forward with like very upsetting stories about him. So, you know, again, I just choose to support other artists that don't have any of these issues. So that's my take on that. Um, In other news, Red Rocks has released their 2021 concert schedule. So you guys can go check that out on their website. I think some of the people I highlighted... I mean, this is as early as Friday, April 16th is the first show up here. It's obviously an outdoor venue, so maybe they're going to be able to do this um, with low capacity, with masks worn. I'm not sure how that will work, but you have Galantis and um, Blau on here. A lot of bass artists. I know I'm just going through the lineup now. I'm pretty sure Dead Rocks was on here. Yeah, Dead Rocks, Zed's Dead show is 4th of July weekend alice in wonderland had a show here in september i think halsey is on here rufus de soul is in august there were a lot of good shows big wild oh the lewis child yeah lewis the child show is on here with what's so not in elderbrook that lineup is actually fucking sick that would be really good res rocks in september so yeah hopefully a lot of these can end up happening you know i've always wanted to go to red rocks i don't know if that will happen this year but in the future it's definitely a bucket list item for me so that's super exciting okay i told you guys i had a lot so i'm just trying to rattle these off marshmallow tweeted that his album is almost done uh, i believe the last album we had from him was 2019 and it was joy time three from what i remember that's the last one we've had so we'll get some new music out of him um two more festival announcements groove cruise has moved forward with announcing that they will be returning in 2022 january 20th to the 24th uh that is a cruise rave cruise out of orlando florida and they have access to labadee's private paradise so i think i'm pretty sure you dock and then you have like a party or whatever so yeah so it looks like cruises are hoping to be back a year from now so that would be really cool I've heard nothing but good things about Groove Cruise. Um, Seismic Dance Event announced their lineup. That is taking place the same weekend as EDC Las Vegas is supposed to, May 21st to the 23rd. And I believe this is in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Austin. So lineup. Let's let me point out Art Bat. Ooh, Ben Bomer. Yep. 
Bob Moses, Charlotte DeWitt, Claude Von Stroke, Eric San Giuliano, John Summit is on here, Kyle Watson, ooh, Nicole Mudaber, Phantoms, Richie Houghton, Side Piece, Chami, Martinez Brothers, Torn Foot, Volick, Walker and Royce, West End. That is fucking stacked. That's awesome. Oh, they haven't. Okay. This is what their Instagram says. It says, this is by far our favorite lineup to date. So we're doing everything in our power to format this event safely and to ensure it will take place. Let's talk about that. Ultimately, time will tell over the next few months, but we've put in place a strong set of COVID safety measures and backup plans to make this a viable event in our current climate. We have a public health and safety organization assisting us on executing this plan. Seismic has always been an intimate boutique festival, which is so crucial for that really special niche vibe, but it also plays in our favors in terms of making this of the feasibility of our event taking place in May. We are capping at a little less than a normal 2,500 attendees, and that's over multiple areas across a seven plus acre property. Wow. Some of our arrangements include screening upon check-in, masks worn at all times, and enacting a pod style format where attendees file into an available pod at each stage, oh my god, all of which will have personnel dedicated to monitoring and enforcing the guidelines. We've seen how successful and safe pod-style events can be structured, many of which have welcomed even more attendees than our cap. P.S. Venue is a new location right next door to the Austin airport. Cool. Okay. They said, if it needs to be rescheduled, worst case scenario, the event will be pushed to November 12th to the 14th. All tickets would be transferred. With that being said, we're super excited. That's really cool. I think um, any events similar to this are literally going to have to get that specific with their safety protocols. Like there's no other way that these are going to be able to happen other than like very, very strict guidelines. But if you if you can go and have a good time and that means these artists can play again and that means people can have jobs again in this industry, then however they can do it, if it's handled safely, go for it. Um, I just get nervous about traveling to events and things like that. But okay, you guys, um, the last thing I want to say right now, uh, Joseph Capriotti, I don't know if anybody saw this, but this was freaking terrifying. Um, he was, luckily he is okay. He was hospitalized over the weekend after being stabbed by his father in a domestic dispute. It is said that he has not life-threatening injuries. His team confirmed, so that is really great. Um, he was re- reportedly stabbed in the chest with a kitchen knife following an argument with his f- father on Friday, January 8th fucking terrifying um wishing him all the best a speedy recovery hope he is okay um i don't want to end on that note so the last thing i'm going to say uh in positive news blau announced that for his 30th birthday he is partnering up with bold.org to offer a ten thousand dollar scholarship which um, bold.org helps students battle student debt so i thought that was really cool blau has always been an extremely charitable person he's always done things like this and i think he's an incredible human being so definitely show Blau some love and support. All right, you guys, that is it. I am going to share my songs of the week really quickly. Um, This is nothing new. This is not breaking news, but I cannot stop playing The Business by Tiesto, like nonstop, nonstop. It took me a minute. I don't know why. Like I heard it and everyone was playing it, but I didn't like, I didn't put two and two together and now I can't stop. And I've been shuffling to it and it's just like so fucking fire it is so good you guys need to listen to tiesto's new track 
Um, okay, I've also been into this song called The Ish by Hannah Wants, and I believe it's Escuche. Uh, I found him. How did I find him? Escuche. Somebody recommended him or I found it like one of his songs and he's a really cool house artist. And then that song, it's like a groovy little tech house track. So highly, highly recommend The Ish by Hannah Wants and Escuche. And lastly, we just got a new song from Camel Fat and Green Velvet. What a collab. Um, And that is called Critical. This back to back would be so fucking good in person. Um, love the vocals on this perfect club track. I think you guys would be really, really into that if you guys are a fan of either of them. So anyway, you guys, that is everything I have today. Thank you so, so much for listening. I know this was a longer episode, but I hope you got some value out of this and you learned something new. Um, again, please go show Vibe with Aid some love and support. Shout her out. Check out her podcast um, and feel free to click through some of the links in these show notes. Uh, and lastly, if you guys enjoyed this, the best thing you can do is screenshot this and share it to your Instagram stories. Um, please tag at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis. I will always reshare you guys and I appreciate it so, so much. Thank you for being a part of this community. I will be back next Wednesday with such a fucking cool interview. Very, very different guest. A topic I've never talked about, so I'm super excited about. But yeah, get pumped. Have an awesome Wednesday, and I will see you next week. Bye, guys.